0: Welcome to the Jennings Wire Online Magazine podcast series, where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Emerald Kaufman. I'm the radio director for the national PR firm, Annie Jennings PR, and she's the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine, and she also offers powerful top market radio talk show campaigns with free unlimited media training, guaranteed deliverables, as well as online television and print media placements. And today we're featuring a conversation with Danny Kofke who after being a school teacher for 18 years, recently left the classroom to work with Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Danny is the author of five personal finance books, including The Wealthy Teacher, Lessons for Prospering on a School Teacher's Salary, and he has appeared on numerous national television shows, he's been interviewed on over 600 radio programs, and featured in many national publications. Danny is here to show us how to do well financially on a moderate income. So, welcome, Danny.
1: Hey, Stacy. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Well, it's our pleasure. Why don't you tell us first why you left the classroom?
1: Yeah, it was a it, it was a tough decision for me. Um, I, at That time I was teaching special education, and my students all had IQs under thirty, so um, tube feeding, wheelchairs, so just a lot of caretaking, but also I felt called to do that. And I felt you know, every day I felt like I was making a difference. So it was kind of a hard thing, but then I also felt like, no, you know, God was opening another door for me, and he has given me the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to share with others. And so in a way, I'm still a teacher, but now I'm just kind of teaching a different population and a different subject. So just kind of showing others how to do better with their money, and especially right now with everything going on with the pandemic and people are struggling more than they were ever before, just feel like I can kind of give them some hope right now and show them if this former school teacher can do it, they can as well.
0: And tell us a little bit about how you did that, Danny. Your wife was a stay-at-home mom for eight years while you raised two children on your teacher's salary. So let us in on that secret.
1: Sure. No no magic pill you can take, unfortunately. I wish there were, more, right? Um, it's it just a lot of planning went into it, and I think that's the key for, for our success is before we had children, knowing that we wanted to tr- live on my teacher's salary at that time about $38,000 a year, we knew we couldn't have a lot of debt. We couldn't have a large house. We couldn't have car payments or just things that – It wasn't going to be doable. So Tracy, my wife, was a school teacher as well. But during the time leading up to her having our first daughter, Ava, we prepared for that. And at at first, we had no idea. We thought, okay, maybe she'll stay home one year and then go back. But we really, our lives were so much better having Tracy at home that then we continued to sacrifice. And we actually added another daughter to the mix. And then in total, Tracy was able to stay home for eight years. And we lived on my teacher's salary. And I'll tell you, still at this point, We have no debt except our mortgage, we're on track for retirement, we have an emergency fund in place, but still we live wealthy lives on moderate income. And that to me, the the biggest part though of that, the biggest key was we had that plan in place and we had those goals that we work towards to make this a reality.
0: Now, it sounds to me like sacrifice was a big part of it, right? I mean, you may have friends, you may have family, Mm -hmm. they may be going here, there, they have a new car, the the new new iPhone, whatever it is, right? And Mm -hmm. you just have to really Mm -hmm. stay your course. When you talk about having the plan, how hard was it to stick to the plan?
1: There were times it was hard, I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, I always knew we were working towards what we wanted, and that's the beauty. We didn't do what was right for our neighbors. We didn't do what was right for our friends. We did what was right for us, and I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble financially. Is they try to they do what they think others are going to approve of. But I could have cared less. And don't get me wrong. Someone pulled up next to me in a brand new Mercedes. Of course, I wanted it. Yes, but I would tell myself I can have that but something's going to have to give. Either A, I'm going to have to get out of teaching and get a higher paying job. B, Tracy's going to have to go back to work, right? Or, or, Or C, you know, I'm going to have to get two or three jobs to afford that. And during that time, I can tell you there was not one materialistic thing that made us want to change the way we were living.
0: And do you think that's the number one mistake people make when managing their money is really making decisions based on what society thinks they should have trying to keep up with the Joneses?
1: Absolutely. I think that. And then also, I mean, I will go back. Our number one thing, I think, was that plan. A lot of people don't plan properly. They don't have a plan in place or they set goals. I mean, we just were around the corner of New Year's resolutions and how many New Year's resolutions have already been broken, right? We're not even out of January yet. And statistically, it's something like 50% are already done because people set them up and it's like, oh, I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to save more money. They're not very specific. They're just kind of these blanket statements. So for us, You know, we kind of made specific goals. Okay, in order for Tracy to be able to stay home, we're going to have X amount of dollars in our savings account by this time. So then we could check along the way, okay, are we making progress towards achieving this goal? So I think for me, yes, one thing is trying to emulate others and do what they do. But I think another thing, too, is not having that plan in place and knowing what your destination is going to be.
0: I'm sure there's people listening right now that are like, yeah, hey, that's me. You know, I make the plan and I don't stick to it, or I see that shiny new toy and I have to have it, or, or, or what, or whatever. I'm just not a good planner. I'm just, I'm just not good at mm-hmm. this. Or they're just like bad, negative self-talk. They just think they definitely can't do it, so why try? What would you tell somebody who's maybe listening right now that there, one thing, one thing that they can do right now to start handling their finances better?
1: well first forgive yourself i mean it's okay that you've made mistakes we've all made mistakes i mean a good thing is that the best time to plant an oak tree was 20 years ago the next best time is today right so if you've made mistakes that's okay if you haven't been started it's okay to start but i would say right now to get a hold of your financial situation track your spending do it for one month. We're almost in a new month or, you know, when, I'm not sure when this podcast, but whenever it starts, just track your spending for one month to see exactly where your money is going. And then that way you're able to eliminate some of those things are not, that are not necessary. I think for many people, that's what gets them in the trouble. It doesn't sound like much. Even if you eat fast food out every day for lunch, think $5 a pop, you're not going to miss it. Well, $5 a day is $25 a week, $100 a month, $1,300 a year on fast food, right? So I think just analyzing where your money is going can help it go so much farther.
0: And what would you say the most important message is that you want readers to get from your advice and your books?
1: Hope. That's it. Um, You know, I kind of show others that if this former school teacher can do well financially, they can too. I started off just as a first grade teacher. Then I'm self-taught. I've never taken a finance class in my life, but I've read a lot. I did a lot of research. So I got to the point where, okay, now I'm knowledgeable enough and i started implementing those actions to achieve financial success and did it on a moderate income. And I think that's the beauty for most people is that if I can do it, they can as well.
0: All right, absolutely. Well, everybody, take a listen to Danny. Go check out his books connect with him online, find him at WealthyTeacher.weebly.com. Danny, thank you for sharing with us. And um, I know some people are going to benefit from this and your books.
1: Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much for having me on, Stacy. I appreciate it.
0: And thank everyone out there for listening to this podcast brought to you by AnnieJenningsPR.com. Please visit JenningsWire.com to enjoy a rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. Till next time.